Hello, podcasters. Welcome back to episode number four of Points of Conversation. I'm your host, Russell Robertson, as always, and today we are going to be talking about what I'm expecting from the upcoming Season 7, Episode 9 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So, I'm going to start with a review of the series so far. So, I've actually talked about the first batch, uh, the first set of episodes from Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. Uh, I talked about the Bad Batch, and then I sort of touched on the beginning bit of the second arc with the Martez sisters. That's going to be our main focus for this por- portion, because the first arc sort of is a lot less related to this last arc from the sounds of it. So, basically what ended up happening was... The sisters ended up getting caught again by uh, by the Pikes. So, I mean, the third episode was pretty much pointless in my opinion, but whatever. I mean, I don't really like the arc. It doesn't seem like a lot of people really like the arc because it's really just propelled by bad decisions that Ahsoka then has to fix without showing that she's a Jedi. For example, I mean, Trace is surprisingly not... Um, probably one of the most disliked characters that i've seen from star wars of clone wars purely because of her total incompetence really and i guess it's just super childish because what you do really you just see her at least in the third episode basically you just see her trying to pull out the blaster and she escapes from the pikes who are trying to torture her but then she just starts running around screaming it's like what are you doing you're in a prison and you're trying to sneak away and save your friends but instead you're like running around screaming and it's really stupid honestly and i felt it was like a really uh, a large step down from the really good storytelling i think from the first arc now thankfully we did get some salvation i would say at the end of the arc because in the last scene, basically, Bo-Katan and the Night Owls come to the Martez's garage, and they basically show Ahsoka the hologram of Darth Maul, who did show up briefly in the last episode, and they show her the picture of Darth Maul, and they say, you have like five minutes to decide to come with us and help us, and of course, Ahsoka goes and helps them after some convincing from the sisters, which is basically their most important role of the entire season, and... From what we can infer, it's pretty obvious that the Night Owls and Bo-Katan Kryze, who is the one who is showing the the hologram, it's pretty obvious that they want to retake Mandalore from Maul, who the last time we actually saw him before this episode was back on Mandalore when Sidious killed his brother Savage Opress and was like torturing him. And so I believe what actually happened to Darth Maul, because I'm not extremely well versed in the comics of Star Wars, but what I sort of understand happened was Maul got taken by Sidious and captured and just held in this like stronghold but eventually I think as part of the machinations of Sidious to a degree he actually did manage to escape his super commandos the Maldalorians with the the horns and whatever on their helmet they managed to bust him out and uh, he ended up going back to Mandalore just sort of taking control but not after Sidious had basically allowed for the a lot of the crime gangs within his shadow collective that he'd created not before allowing them to basically disband so it was kind of interesting to see how maul was still had control of the pikes to a degree and so i believe what they managed to do he managed to coerce some of them back into joining his group that he now called crimson dawn which we obviously saw in solo and so yeah he's still he's a lot less powerful than he was 
when Sidious went after him, because that was the whole reason that Sidious went after him, because he didn't want Maul ending up getting beaten by the Jedi somehow, and then revealing who Darth Sidious was, because obviously he was privy to that information being his apprentice for so many years. And so we'll my predictions for this upcoming arc, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Order 66 at the end of this arc. I'd say that's a given. It would be a really cool ending to this whole series, and I think it's an interesting one considering it's not really a happy ending. Because, I mean, these last seasons, really, we haven't gotten extremely positive endings. Like, we had Ahsoka leave the Jedi Order uh, as a finale. I didn't, I haven't really watched season six, so I can't comment on that, but you obviously had stuff like Fives dying, which is extremely sad, considering he was one of the only clones who'd made it through basically the majority of the series. And so this one, it does seem like the Clone Wars is a lot more gritty and realistic to sort of reflect how, as Maul said, I believe in the trailer, I think it was Maul in the trailer, who said that the dark side is stronger than ever. I assume he was talking to Ahsoka, because you do see a sort of clip of them standing, staring each other down in the sort of Mandalorian throne room. And I assume that's Maul talking to Ahsoka and telling her how the Jedi are going to die. Because you'd assume that Maul at least had some semblance of what Palpatine's plan was eventually, even if he didn't know the entire sort of fleshed out version that he was going to use the clone troopers to go and kill all the Jedi and take control. So, yeah, I expect Order 66 to be the ending of this arc. I assume what's going to happen is in the last episode, Ahsoka is going to somehow find out that this is going to happen, like, sort of close to when it to when it starts uh, Order 66, after Anakin allows Palpatine to kill Windu, etc. And I assume at that point, like, in between when Ahsoka finds out and when it actually happens... I am assuming that's when Ahsoka is going to remove the chip from Captain Rex, because obviously he told us in Star Wars Rebels that he did not participate in Order 66, because he and Ahsoka got out. And this was sort of detailed slightly in the Ahsoka book that came out, which I've read to a decent degree. I've read like the first third of the book, I would say. I apologize for the dog, by the way, if you can hear her. Uh, yeah, so in the Ahsoka book, you can sort of, you sort of learn about how Ahsoka and Rex escaped, how they created graves for themselves, essentially, and, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how Ahsoka managed to escape. So, we do know that she survives, obviously, because we see her in Rebels, and it'll just be interesting to see if, because I was, look, I was writing up some notes, and I was thinking to myself, Imagine if, like, the Bad Batch was in this arc, and imagine if they came and joined the fight to try and stop the droids on Mandalore. Or not the droids. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the droids will show up, too. But, like, uh, it would be kind of interesting to see what would happen, because maybe um, the Bad Batch shows up, and in the final episode, we see them turn on Ahsoka and Rex and try and kill them all, which would be a really, really crazy ending to see people who we've kind of started to like within this series just go completely against their characters, do this programming inside their head. And it would be super cool to see what would happen if you basically watch from Ahsoka's perspective as the entire world that had been built up 
within this show basically just comes crumbling down. Now, I have noticed that within this series, or this season, I should say, we have really seen an underutilization, I guess you could call it, of characters like Anakin and Obi-Wan, especially Obi-Wan. Because, I mean, in all honesty, we really haven't seen that much from him besides maybe that one scene where he tells Anakin to say hi to Padme and it was like a hint of Obi-Wan knowing about the relationship. And then maybe that one scene where he's fighting with Windu in the fourth episode of the season. And I don't know whether in this upcoming episode, which is episode nine, uh, whether we're going to see the Republic at all. Because, I mean, the first episode of this, or the ending of the last episode, it seemed like... Ahsoka and the Night Owls were going to try and go to Mandalore. Uh, so I don't know, but we haven't really seen any hints of the Mandalorians really in the sort of trailer that came out. We've just seen uh, the clones, Ahsoka and Anakin and Maul for the most part, with hints of like Obi-Wan and whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how much of just the Mandalorians and Ahsoka we get uh, and whether they go straight to the Jedi or what's going to happen because I I think it's pretty obvious that as Ahsoka says this path will inevitably lead them back to the Jedi um I mean Ahsoka's already had some sort of interaction with Anakin in this season you could obviously see and I believe episode six that they're sort of interacting through the force and that was a very interesting sort of I guess it was a, a sort of callback to or a call forward even to the scene in Return of the Jedi when Vader does the same to Luke, but instead it's Anakin letting Ahsoka through because he he almost subconsciously knows that she has a destiny that's being guided by the Force, and it'll be interesting to see if they mention anything at all when these two do reunite in one of or more of these episodes. So I really only expect for Anakin and Obi Wan to be in the beginning of the arc purely because I am like 95% sure that at least some part of this arc will overlap with the events of Revenge of the Sith. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is they're going to fight in like the opening exchanges of the Siege of Mandalore. So you might see them get their first victory before things go bad. So usually the way things happen in a story at least in movies, say, like the Avengers or whatever, you have your first battle, which you win, for example, where the Avengers beat Loki and then take him off to the helicarrier. Then you have your second battle, which they lose, and then they have to regroup from in order to win in that third act. So what I'm thinking I would see is we're going to see Anakin and Obi-Wan help Ahsoka win a sort of first major battle in the siege, but then we might see things start to go off the rails as we head into a second battle where we might see Anakin and Obi-Wan having left for the events of Revenge of the Sith on Coruscant because General Grievous has captured Chancellor Palpatine and Count Dooku is about to die, obviously. And what we're going to see probably is Ahsoka is going to have to take command and it might be a lot harder for her and she might lose her first battle and then they have to rally uh in the second half of maybe the third episode or whatever and they have to say okay we're, we now have to make our final stand 
and defeat this enemy in the fourth episode, and that's where we see the fight between Ahsoka and Maul, which honestly could be like an episode-long fight, and that would be really cool to see, because we've never seen that type of lightsaber fight in animation, and it's quite cool because that final episode is about as close to a true movie, I think, as we might ever get from an animated series, because all the setup's been done for seven seasons essentially and what we're probably going to end up seeing is it's almost like that scene from the phantom menace where maul fights qui-gon and obi-wan and it's all sort of interlaced with the ground battle and the star battle out in space not the star battle the space battle wow star wars battle <laughs> uh yeah so you'll see the different cuts in between different locations and i think that'll be really cool and so you're almost seeing the culmination of everything, all the different story threads, because essentially what Dave Filoni, the creator, has done here is he's used all of these different arcs over these six and a half seasons, essentially, to build, to flesh out these characters, and he's used Ahsoka's almost the sort of, I guess, childish versions of all the viewers because let's be honest here most of the viewers of star wars the clone wars were probably like six or seven when that first clone wars movie came out and they were kids like ahsoka back when we first saw her in that movie now as the seasons pro progressively went on you start to see oh okay well ahsoka is growing up with the audience and it's a really cool thing to see where basically what's happening is ahsoka has now gotten to the point where the audience like her have gone through enough experiences and they know enough about the world now where they are competently able to go up against a threat like darth maul and that's the beautiful thing because it's almost like two different parallel arcs in a way so you see through Darth Maul in the movies and such into the Clone Wars TV show, obviously, you see him start off as this sort of secretive, soft-spoken, very, very intimidating assassin. And by the end of the movie, he's lost his legs and that becomes the defining trait. Obviously, he has a hatred of Kenobi for the rest of his life. And as you see his arc through the tv show and whatnot basically what's happening essentially is he's going through a parallel to ahsoka where ahsoka's been trained in the light he's been trained in the dark they've maybe had a couple of encounters i can't remember i don't think they've ever encountered before so this will be an interesting first meeting to see how much they know about each other because ahsoka obviously knows of maul i can't remember just off the top of my head if they have met before in previous seasons at all and it's interesting to see because maul's essentially a recreated character within the clone wars because we all thought he died at the end of the phantom menace that was his arc basically and so dave filoni had to create an entirely new arc where you have savage oppress find darth maul kind of like how anakin almost quote-unquote finds ahsoka and they go through parallel arcs where ahsoka matures and becomes a strong character and a strong jedi who is a role model to the younger uh jedi within the temple and then you see darth maul on the other hand start to 
gain more power within the galaxy. And it's almost interesting to see how they've both gone through terrible loss at the end of their arcs, basically during season five, where you see Darth Maul, he's lost his brother, he's being tortured by his former master, who's telling him that he's been replaced and he's no longer the thing that he once was. And then you see Ahsoka, who feels also betrayed by the Jedi, and she doesn't know where she lies in the world anymore. And I think that's a really cool sort of parallel. And you sort of see those two light side versus dark side uh, storylines, which are in so many ways very similar. You see them combine and clash in a way that maybe we haven't seen before, because as much as a lot of the duels within Star Wars are very spectacular, stuff like that Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon fight, they're not emotional. I mean, it's sad to see like Qui-Gon die, obviously, but this, I think that's what the animated shows have done a lot better. The battles that we do see are a lot more emotional, and I think maybe they're even on an emotional par with stuff like Return of the Jedi, because, I mean, for example, that Empire Strikes Back duel uh, and that Revenge of the Sith duel at the end of both of those movies, they are very good battles and they do have some emotional payoffs, especially in Empire Strikes Back, of course, with the uh, No, I Am Your Father line and then with stuff like Return of the Jedi and... Revenge of the Sith, where you have the emotional conflict like Anakin versus Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. The thing is, with this one, you get way more sort of emotional setup because of all the different events that you see the characters go through. Because before we had the Clone Wars, obviously, we've had the Anakin and Obi-Wan duel that we saw in Mustafar. And the thing was, it was very emotional because obviously we know what these characters end up becoming and what happens and we've seen their sort of relationship which i think has also been sort of augmented and improved by this clone wars series because if you just watched the star wars movies on on their own you probably wouldn't have that much of an emotional connection to the mustafar fight purely because anakin and obi-wan are seen almost squabbling with each other the whole time but once you get the Clone Wars into it, then you feel the emotion a lot more because you've seen these characters work together and bond and be quippy with each other. And that just sort of adds to the sadness when you do see Anakin and Obi-Wan come to blows in Revenge of the Sith. And I would say that's where the Clone Wars does have the advantage where it has had so much more time to story build and it's it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see what Maul's mentality is. So you have to wonder what sort of state his mind is in after obviously seeing his brother die. He'd basically been resurrected back in like season three or whatever when he was brought by Savage Opress to Mother Talzin and basically, yeah, resurrected and reborn again after he got his legs chopped off and he was basically a spider. It was kind of crazy. And it'll be interesting to see after his downfall again, 
what he is like mentally, how stable is he, what is his worldview now that he realizes that Sidious no longer wants him. Because in a way, it was almost like one of his goals was to get back to Sidious or to impress Sidious. And obviously now with Sidious telling him straight up that he's been replaced and that he is no longer desired, it'll be interesting to see what purpose he has because he obviously has the purpose of going after Obi-Wan, but beyond that, why does he want to do all the things that he does purely on the basis of being evil? Because, I mean, it's all well and good being the head of the, the crime families, but he was just doing that in order to get control of Mandalore, to get Satine Kree's, and to take revenge on Obi-Wan, and now that he's sort of completed that, it'll be interesting to see if he just wants to hold on to his power just to say that, ooh, raw, I am I am the head of Mandalore, or whether he really has some sort of goal that he wants to complete within his sort of ending arc of this series. Because obviously we do see him on the the planet in Rebels. That's where we first meet him. I forgot the name, Malachor. Uh, and we do see him there, so it'll be interesting to see if they somehow explain how he got from Mandalore to Malachor in between that probably, what, 20-year gap. Now, I am also excited to see Captain Rex's reunion with Ahsoka. Now, we've obviously gotten a decent amount of this. We've seen the clips of the Ahsoka troopers wearing their clone trooper armor, but with the Ahsoka sort of face pattern painted onto their helmets which i mean i'm not sure ahsoka's that hyped about it i think she just thinks it's weird just from the look in the trailer but but it's a cool shot and it'll be interesting to see how they sort of play out their relationship because we know that they're gonna that ahsoka and rex are gonna end up escaping with each other if they do sort of follow the events within the the book that they sort of outlined and it would be very cool to see whether Ahsoka fully takes on the reins of command once Anakin and Obi-Wan perhaps leave, or if Rex sort of co-leads the army with Ahsoka. And it'll be interesting to see how those two sort of parallel each other when, for example, Ahsoka will be fighting Darth Maul, and then when Rex will be fighting the Maldalorians. It'll be interesting to see the sort of parallels between the two and then also how of course ahsoka and rex do get out of there because i mean there are going to be a lot of clone troopers that they have to get through during order 66 and one other thought i actually had about that was will maul ahsoka and rex end up working together to escape the order 66 clones now this is getting way into speculation territory here but i was thinking right we do see darth maul almost offer up his hand to Ahsoka, kind of like how Kylo Ren does to Rey in The Last Jedi. And I was thinking maybe, maybe just maybe, their battle, the way that neither Maul nor Ahsoka dies in this battle, because we know that they will both survive, uh, the way that they sort of escape is together, because... Obviously, I you have to assume that Maul is also a target for the clones. I mean, Palpatine, if he has the chance, you'd have to think that he'd want to 
eliminate Maul as well as Ahsoka. So it would be cool to see them, after just fighting, see them sort of collaborate for their greater good because they know they can't escape on their own. So it'd be interesting to see if Maul, Ahsoka, and Rex have some three-person combos to get out of there. Now, hopefully what we don't get in this next episode, sort of finishing off here, is I don't want to have too much set up. Because obviously you have to expect this is the final, final arc of this. We know we're going to have a huge action set piece for probably at least three episodes here. So I'm just hoping that we don't get too much set up within this arc. Because we've had six seasons of setup, Nearly seven seasons. And I would assume that maybe by the midway point to the end, hopefully, they do come in contact with the Jedi. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe Bo-Katan will just take Ahsoka straight to the Jedi Temple and be like, yo guys, we gotta go. We gotta go uh, fight Maul. And maybe that's what they're gonna do, and the episode will just be them starting the battle. And that would be cool too, but I feel like the episode should have some setup, but not too much setup. So I feel like what I'd want to happen, of course, in my opinion hypothetically what i'd like to see happen is bo-katan will take ahsoka they'll stay on coruscant basically and they will go to the jedi council and they'll be like hey we have maul on our planet he is a dark side user an ex-sith we need you to help us take him out and it'd be cool because obviously we know that anakin and obi-wan they don't seem to be on Coruscant when any of this hypothetically would have happened because we see in the initial trailer for Star Wars The Clone Wars that came back all the way last year that Anakin and Obi-Wan do appear to be on some sort of Star Destroyer when they see Ahsoka and Bo-Katan in like a hologram. So what hopefully we'll be seeing is they rally the troops essentially they form their armada and then in the second half of the episode they hyperspace over to mandalore and then it's all-out war and i'm just hoping that we get this really really awesome action set piece to end off this amazing series that has been a big part of a lot of people's lives for coming on 12 years nearly maybe is it is it that long I don't exactly remember when the Clone Wars came out. I think it was 2008. Let me just look it up quickly. Um, when did Star Wars the Clone Wars come out? Yeah, October 3rd, 2008. So yeah, we're coming up on nearly 12 years of this. And so perhaps to see the sort of conclusion to what has been such a long-running series, and I just want to see some sort of epic finale that... It's almost like a thank you letter to the fans for sticking around for so long uh, through all the sort of Disney buyout and the Clone Wars being brought back. And I'm really just hoping that we see peak Clone Wars and I just don't want to get a, a notorious Game of Thrones situation where we end up being disappointed by what the final product was after getting hyped for a show for so many years. And uh, yeah, that's basically all my thoughts on the upcoming arc slash episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars, guys. So anyway, 
Thank you for listening to Points of Conversation. This has been episode four, episode three of Pro Week, actually. So we're really chugging along here. We only have one more day, I think, of Pro Week. Maybe I'll extend it to Saturday. I'll have to see. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. I literally just said watching. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. And anyway, until tomorrow, I'll see you guys later.